Brandon, glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Up and running. The, uh, the circus that is continues on as the Jets, as I had mentioned earlier today, they camped out on Aaron Rodgers' lawn last night. The sprinklers went off at about 5 this morning. He brought them all milkshakes. Turns out it was ayahuasca. No place to go to the bathroom. All their suits are messed up. The, the, the tents are all just uh, wrecked. The checkbook, because it got soaked uh, once the uh, sprinklers turned on on his, on his front yard, you know, the checkbook was ruined. I, we don't know what the hell's going out. He had his hose out. It's just, it's, it's been an absolute nightmare. So uh, to bring sense and sensibility back to the program, our buddy Mark Schofield, SB Nation, now joining us on the hotline. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bill. I, I'm going to try to bring sense and sensibility, but I don't know if I'll be able to do that right now. It's been a crazy week already. What uh, what do you what is Aaron Rodgers worth in your mind? Because there's speculation. I mean, some fans feel it's like two number ones, a number two, a starting player. Others say, look, you got a guy that's not even sure he wants to come back. Maybe a second round joy, cho- draft choice and a compensatory pick. Who knows? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably somewhere between those two sort of extremes. I would think you know a 23 first rounder would be at least part of the discussion. I do think maybe a conditional pick, you know, in whether it's probably even 24, you know, a third that becomes a second, a second that becomes a first, would probably be in the mix as well because if it ends up that it's a one-year rental, one year and around almost $60 million, that's a big price. Um, so how right. much are you as a team going to give up if it's potentially just a one-year rental? So I think, you know, that's probably the game that's being played out right now, which is the Jets – Obviously, they want to sort of, you know, protect themselves a little bit. Packers want to get as much as possible, giving up a future Hall of Famer, even if it is just for one season. And you give it up, a Hall of Fame-type quarterback that in today's NFC might be enough. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. The NFC is wide open. And so you're going to want to get a lot back in return. So that's probably the the dance that's really playing around right now beyond, you know, the fact that what does Aaron Rodgers want to do with all this? Well, I, I think that's the biggest question, and I don't know if everything at this point is imminent or not. It certainly would appear that if he ends up playing, it, he most likely will end up playing in New York. But the, I would say it's not out of the realm of possibility if he comes back and says, I'm all in and I want to come back to Green Bay, that the the Packers may even still entertain that idea before it's all said and done, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's still entirely possible. And it becomes, you know, what is Aaron Rodgers' value right now? Does he value you know, a new challenge, a new environment? Does he value a chance to make another Super Bowl run at Green Bay? Because, again, the NFC it seems to be a little bit more wide open than the AFC. You go to the you go to the Jets, yes, that's a talented roster, and, you know, you might become immediately the best quarterback in Jets franchise history, but you're going to play Josh Allen twice. You know, you're going to play the Dolphins twice, the Patriots twice. You've got to deal with the rest of the NFC, which is a deep, deep conference. You stay in the NFC he might have an easier path. And so what is it? What does he value most? That's a huge part of this. And I'm dying to find the answer. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 God, I'm looking at Rogers and I'm thinking, I think he still has a lot of gas left in the tank. Uh, the last time anybody doubted him, he came back and played extremely well. I get the sense that he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder again this year. I, I just, I, I, I got to think that the Packers, if they believe in Jordan love, they're like, you know what, Aaron, go ahead and go. Uh, but if they have even a question, a, you know, uh, about whether or not Jordan Love can win, then then maybe you still would be trying to hang on to Aaron Rodgers. Does, does this speak loudly that 
they've hung on to Rodgers this long for for and done this much of a dance that maybe they're just still really unsure about Jordan Love? I mean, there could be something of that at play, although there's a reporter out there that seem, you know, internally is excited about Jordan Love and they're ready to move forward with Jordan Love. Whether this is all a big part of the negotiating that's happening, you know, the fact that, you know, they can say, you know, or at least put out there that, yeah, we're really excited about Jordan Love. You know, maybe that does one thing in the negotiations. Maybe the fact that they've hung on to Rodgers, maybe it flips it in a different way. You know, it will have to wait and see if a deal eventually gets done, which way the Packers were sort of leaning on this. But at some point, you know, when you look at where they are right now and you look at how long this has played out and everything that's come out about how, you know, they're excited about Jordan Love, you would think that, you know, they haven't moved Love. And so maybe that is where they're really going. They are excited about him. They're just trying to get the best deal that they can, and they're ready to sort of move forward. But I, I would think that, like you said, if they're in any way unsure, and with the way the NFC is right now, Aaron Rodgers, you know, gives you a chance to win. You're still not quite positive about that yet regarding Jordy Love. Um, on the Rodgers train, I guess, or at least train of thought, is there another team out there that could jump into this? I know that uh, there's been some rumors that possibly Miami could jump into the Jordan Love sweep or the uh, Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, that maybe there might be another team. I mean, but I, my assumption is it's got to be a team that's ready to win and win now. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I don't think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to leave Green Bay in the situation he has in there to go to a team like, say, the Raiders that have some question marks, although there was a lot of speculation about the Raiders it seems like they're going in the rookie quarterback direction. Indianapolis is one that's kind of floated and simmered a little bit, particularly last week in the combine. They've gone the veteran quarterback route a number of times. They, too, seem like a team that, look, we're, we're going with a rookie. We want to find the long-term answer, not a short-term sort of Band-Aid. Same situation down in Carolina. Yes, they've entertained veteran quarterbacks. They were in on the Deshaun Watson you know, movement last year. They put a lot about around the, the quarterback to basically put themselves in a position to develop a young quarterback. So it seems like they're going the rookie route too. So it does seem like right now it's Jets or it's Green Bay or it's Aaron Rodgers retiring. And I think the Green Bay Packers, the New York Jets are the two most logical destinations. Uh, I want to move on uh, throughout the rest of the NFL. Big news about Lamar Jackson, the fact that he is not – getting, um, you know, kind of getting what he wants right now from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, there seems to be the, the cry of collusion. How do you see it? I mean, I think a number of things are possible here. I think it's entirely possible that, you know, the team and the player have spent two years trying to figure this out. They can't come to an agreement, so they've taken this approach of the non-exclusive tag, which is in a way going to let the market set it. It's almost like going to an arbitrator or a media and say, look, we can't come to a decision. Let's see what the market says. Let's see if the market comes back and says, yeah, you know, he's worth, you know, 200 million guaranteed. And then the Ravens say, okay, well, Lamar, I guess you are right. And now we'll see if the Ravens are willing to pay it. So I think that is certainly a possibility. That's something Adam Schefter talked about. It is, and it was interested in the first, say, 15 minutes after this news broke that, you know, so many teams said, no, 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 we're not interested is there truth to that? Is there some smoke screening happening here? Because remember, we're not sort of in the legal tampered window yet. And given how the NFL sort of dropped the hammer on the Dolphins for tampered and forced them to give up a first-round pick, maybe teams are really wary about even, say, off the record or not on the source and saying that we're going to 
explore Lamar Jackson. Maybe when Monday comes around and we get into that legal tampering window, maybe suddenly these teams that yesterday said, oh, no, 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 we're not interested. They're going to turn around and say, of course we're interested. It's Lamar Jackson. He was a unanimous MVP. Yeah, we're in on this. So maybe that flips. Or maybe there is something to this where owners are so upset over the Deshaun Watson contract and the guaranteed money that they said, look, we're not, we're not doing this again for another quarterback. Maybe all three factors are somehow at work, and that could be possible as well. I think we'll know more Sunday night, Monday morning, you know, if teams are still saying, look, we're not going to be in on Lamar Jackson, you know, maybe the Ravens have that answer, maybe there is something to the collusion idea, but if we wake up Monday morning to the news that, hey, Atlanta, they're in on the Lamar Jackson contract, or other teams like Washington, which I think is fascinating because you can see the Dan Snyder angle, there was that ESPN report that he viewed the opportunity to acquire a franchise quarterback as one of the things that could save his ownership stake in the team. Lamar Jackson would fit that mold. Would, would Dan Snyder try to get in on this? So I think we'll know more Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, also, we've got other quarterbacks. Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones getting a big, massive deal that many kind of really raised an eyebrow to. Was it worth it? I mean, obviously, if you're getting paid, somebody feels you're worth it. But, boy, that was a big contract for a guy that had uh, basically one decent season, and he's had a lot of optimism, but nothing really been achieved. Yeah, it's a big deal with the initial, um, you know, sort of price tag. There was some sticker shock there. When the details came out, it seemed to take it more of a, this is a two-year prove-it kind of thing, you know, because a lot of it was, you know, it was like, smaller money up front and he's going to have to sort of prove it over the two years. Also getting this done, freed them up to use the tag on Saquon. So those were the two big question marks. And also, I mean, we've talked a lot, Bill, about how price of quarterback play is just going up. And even an average quarterback, you're going to pay for that player. And with respect to the Giants with where they sit right now, because they made the playoffs, they weren't going to be in the range of drafting one of the sort of big four in this draft class. And so, you have a good enough quarterback that has given you proof of concept with, with which how the offense can work under Brian Dable, you're going to have to open up the, the open up the checkbook a bit. And that's what the Giants faced. It's, you know, similar to what the Saints did with Derek Carr. It's capable, at least there's proof of concept quarterback play. You're going to have to pay for that in today's NFL. Talking with uh, Mark Schofield, SB Nation, and uh, you were at the Combine. I wanted to ask you, so there was obviously some very impressive performances, some performances that, you know, they always say, you know, somebody's rocketing up the big board or somebody's falling in their draft stock and what have you. What do you learn at the Combine? I mean, you take a lot of it with a grain of salt. Take Anthony Richardson, right? There's a lot Mm -hmm. of discussion right now that, look, you know, we knew he was athletic. Yeah, that's true. We did. We did see that on film, but... The performance he put in, you know, the explosiveness, the 40 and all of that stuff, it's better than we expected. Yes, we knew he was a good athlete going in, but this is better than we expected. And so you wonder, you know, how does this actually raise him in the eyes of NFL teams? And I think it does. And I think, you know, there are big questions about, well, what does the vertical jump mean for a quarterback? What does a broad jump really mean for a quarterback? He's not jumping to throw. No, but... It's that explosiveness as an athlete, which for a quarterback translates to torque in the throwing motion, which translates to velocity. And what does that mean on the field? It gives him an extra half second to read out a defense before making a throw because he's explosive enough that he can generate velocity on throws so he can take 
that little bit more time to confirm with his eyes what he's seeing. That's huge for a quarterback. That's huge for a young quarterback learning the game. So the way that Richardson tested is certainly going to help them. But a lot of the big stuff happens where we don't see it. The medicals, the interviews for Bryce Young when he stepped on the scale. It was a big deal. When he walked out to the podium Friday morning, everybody was trying to get a look at what shoes he was wearing and how tall he really was. I mean, we were all doing it. He measured it, 5'10 and an eighth, over 200 pounds. Yes, he's still an outlier at the position, but it's within the realm of what we've seen recently. So I think that was, I know it's just a measurement. He probably's not going to play at 204, probably plays closer to 195, but that checks boxes for general managers. And so there are things that we learned from what we saw in the testing, like Richardson. There are things that happen behind the scenes with players like Stroud that might matter even more. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, some guys I think can come in and surprise and maybe be a little bit better than what they expected, or they can run much slower, you know. But ultimately, I I, I still say, look, if, if your determination is coming based off of the combine, unless some guy walks in and has absolutely horrific character issues, uh, I think what you do is you just look at what they've done on tape and how explosive they are and what their capabilities are and what conference they played in, the competition they played against, and that's the st- still, to me, the best decision-maker of all, right? Yeah, and I mean, the, the entire evaluation process has shifted a little bit. And, you know, the combine numbers and the tests and their data points, but they're just pieces to the puzzle. And a great example, I was actually talking about this this morning, Cooper Cup a couple of years ago ran like 4-6 at the 40. And, you know, people thought that was probably too slow. But what did the Rams do? They looked at, you know, the tracking data that was available from what he played on Saturdays and what he was practicing at the Senior Bowl that showed he was always the fastest player on the field. You know, there's a difference between track speed, 40 speed, and game speed on an NFL Sunday or a college football Saturday. So it's one part to the puzzle. It's, you know, uh, a way to sort of check your data, check your evaluation. You know, you see what you see on film. You have an understanding of how explosive and athletic and fast the player is during the game. Then you can sort of use the 40 to sort of reconfirm that. Or if it's a little slower than expected, maybe he had a bad day. Maybe he had a little bit of weight. Who knows? But it's one part to the puzzle. Ultimately, from where I sit, and I think for most teams fit, fit, you know, film is the really sort of the starting point. You use the extra data to sort of, you know, fill out the puzzle, fill out the valuation. But what they do when the ball is snapped and when, the, you know, the pads are on ultimately is a big part of the story. Back to uh, the Packers. So let's just say this deal does go down. Packers get an extra first-round draft choice. Packers, we know they need a safety. We can't can't ignore it. We know they need additional weapons. You could use additional beef up front. Uh, Give me your thoughts. What would you do with that if you're the general manager? Would you package up a first-round draft choice to move up in the draft and get somebody you really covet, whether it's a weapon or a big defensive lineman or such, or would you just stand pat and kind of wait and see where the board falls? I mean, I, I think you're like, let's say it does go down with the Jets and you get their pick at 13. Now you're sitting at 13 and 15. Um, you could go in a number of different directions. You could come up a few spots if there's a player that you like, you know, hypothetically. Say there's one of the linemen that you like that you're looking at and they're sliding a little bit. Like, say, Brock Jones out of Georgia. You could go get that player. If there's a safety you like, say, Branch from Alabama, 13, 15 might be a little bit too soon on that, but maybe you really like that player and you feel like that, you know, through free agency, you haven't addressed that need and it's a more glaring issue when the draft rolls around. You can go in that direction. You can move down with one of those picks, accumulate some extra capital. If you think about 
some other positions they might want to address. There might be value to be found in, say, the 20 to 80 range of this draft. You pick up an extra pick or two in that range, it might be a good way to add even more players that could contribute right away. One of the conversations, I feel like this conversation happens, Bill, every combine, but it was certainly a big conversation last week in Indianapolis that the value in this draft might be in that 20 to 80 range. Picking up an extra pick or two in that in that bracket might be a smart move as well. Good stuff as always, Mark. I appreciate it. And as we get closer to the draft, we'll touch base with you, okay? Sounds great, Bill. Always a blast. Have a great day. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, joining us for a couple of minutes over on the hotline. Always good to get Mark on the program and kind of pick his brain. He was a guy that, like I said, was actually at Combine, also has a lot of thoughts on this whole thing with with Rodgers and the Jets and you know, just, you know, everything that's spinning right now. So uh, great to get his his commentary on all of this. So thanks to him for joining us for a couple of minutes. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. They have got right now, and I just saw this today, that uh, there was uh, a friend of mine who came over from Minnesota and does not have a Quick Trip up in his area. So draw actually shouldn't say over. He came down uh, into Wisconsin and uh, came across the border and loaded it up on some of the fine Wisconsin beverages and uh, filled up the tank and got the chicken strips, which he loves, I love, and then, then headed back. Said, I can't get this beer over here in, in Minnesota, so I'm coming to Wisconsin. Stopped at a quick trip and uh, loaded up on the chicken. Personally, I think the chicken strips are the best thing about it, but uh, if you're going to wash it down with some of uh, our own fine beverages and ale, there is no better place to go. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Always go to Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. And I wouldn't be surprised if you loaded up on bacon as well, although limited to. But uh, bring the whole family. Everybody goes in, gets a couple things of bacon, you're good to go. And just have a bacon feast, as that's on special now, too. So check out our friends at Quick Trip. And always, much like I do each and every day, damn near, use your Quick Rewards card. Because at some point, it gives you one of those nice surprises, either a little less pain at the pump, which you can use right now because gas is going up again, or you get yourself a free burger, something, something that always gives you, makes you smile when you leave Quick Trip. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Use that Quick Rewards card. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. of Wisconsin reminding you that right now, 0% interest all the way through 48 months, the beautification of your home, uh, the different options, whether it's uh, vinyl, the impervia, which is stronger than fiberglass, the wood windows, all the innovations, slider, roll screen, you name it, they've got it. Uh, but just the economical factor for your home. I mean, there's so many different reasons to call our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. If you're a homeowner and you're thinking about replacement doors and windows, you got to call. If you are a, uh, in the midst of a new build and you're looking at doors and windows, you got to call. If you're thinking about maybe selling your home, you've got some windows that would actually improve the value of your home and curb appeal, you got to call. They are the number one window chosen. 
by people in the state of Wisconsin. So make sure you get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. P-E-L-L-A. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Great people over at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Um, so uh, there was a uh, – some people are saying that uh, the Jets flew to Green Bay to meet with Rodgers. Uh, from what I understand now, I've seen many reports that said he's in California. So I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. But um, but who knows? That's I, my I, understanding I, as well. Yeah, I, I my understanding is he's in California. Actually, I think uh, I saw a Twitter video of someone at the airstrip in California. Okay. Uh, not the one that I posted, right? What, did you post one? No, I missed that. <laughs> Over on the Facebook fan page? You got to look at it. <laughs> I will. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's my understanding that he's out in, in California. Um, he's not – if he flew to Green Bay only to be told to go to New York, <laughs> no, that ain't happening. I, I think the phone conversation happened between either Rogers and Goody or – Rogers people in Goody and that's when the discussion came into play regarding the Jets and then it kind of kind of went from there so um anyway uh 8778671670 8778671670 if you want to chime in feel free give us a shout we'd love to hear from you uh, our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware is online Gerard what's going on man how you doing Malibu. There's a video yeah. in the New York Post today. He's in, they all went, Woody Johnson, Salem, the whole crew. I thought they were going to bring half the team down there. But anyway, <laughs> Woody Johnson is 75 years old. There's several owners in sports that when they start to hit that age, they become desperate. And the Jets haven't won since 69 when the Colts were 16-point favorite over them. And they beat, that was the year after... Green Bay is one of the back-to-back Super Bowls, right? So, mm-hmm. so you know, they, they are desperate. And I, I can't see Goody would look bad if he only got a second-round pick. That would that would not look good. Right. So I can't see that. Um, as far as, you know, the Packers have lost so many guys, you know, through the years. People forget Vince Lombardi left them. He quit on them. He knew mm-hmm. that team was gonna was old. And it would take years and years to rebuild that team. Everybody on that team was ancient. So so he knew that, too. So if he left and other people left, you know, people, you know, Rogers is not, you know, as you said, Bill, you, you, you know, you're right on. He's not a bad guy at all. No one's judging him on that, and especially not me. But what I'm saying is I what I always say is if you can get – a, a, a good amount of compensation for him now, it's better. You know, because what are you right. going to get? Look, they're not going to, in my opinion, in my opinion, they bring him back to Green Bay, they ain't going to win with him. They might get to the playoffs or whatever, and then you're going to have all this mess with love and the whole bit. So none of it makes sense. So if you could get a one and more, you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's more than they got for Favre and the whole bit. And Rodgers is not the type. He's not going to go to Minnesota or Chicago or Detroit or anything like that. So I would, you know, I'm fine with the whole thing. So, you know, I, don't, I think anybody I think Rodgers is a bad guy because he's quirky and the whole bit, 
uh, I think that that's absolutely wrong. Rodgers is fine. I mean, you know, uh, the media, I think, went overboard on top of him on the COVID thing. I mean, they were, you know, and, you know, and, and I think they went overboard on him. And, uh, you know, I, I think other than that, hey, listen, it's better to move on sooner than later. That's the mm-hmm. way I look at it, Bill. No, I would agree. I, I appreciate the phone call, Gerard. I look at it as you have one or two options here now. One is to get some draft choices, move on, make it Jordan Love's team, or you just ride it out for the remainder. You trade Jordan Love, and you hope over the next two seasons that Aaron Rodgers is the guy, and whatever you do to fortify the team gets you to a Super Bowl. That's it. There, There isn't a lot beyond. There, there's no. It's not like you're going to keep him for one more year and then – you're uh, you're all of a sudden gonna you know trade him away and still get a first round draft choice and such. I, that's not gonna happen. It's one of the two. So you're either gonna keep him, and in addition to that, you're going to uh, you know do anything and everything you can to try to get yourself uh, to another Super Bowl, or you're going to you know you're gonna you know kind of move on you know and get yourself draft choices and try to bolster your team and try to get as much as you can for Jordan Love uh, so you know he can at least. Um, he can at least be successful in some way, shape, or form, and go from there. I mean, that's it. There, there is no in between anymore. So, and then maybe the just maybe just maybe the decision's been made. Uh, eight seven seven eight eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, uh, go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, got a couple of uh, people over on the uh, live stream. Um, uh, I will. Uh, this is from Matt. Matthew. Says I'm going to still miss owning the division. Sadly, those days seem to be done for a while. Matthew, it depends. Uh, I'm 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 not going to say that's done for a while. The, the biggest question mark, as we know, is what can Jordan Love do? And the number one question that that Brian Gutekind said was in regards to Jordan Love. He said what. He's ready to be a starter. He's checked all the boxes. The one thing we don't know is what? If he can win. So if he's ready to be a starter, he's ready to play. They they believe he's 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 matured, he's grown, whatever it is else you want to say. The biggest question mark is can he win? Can he win? So you gotta hope that he can. If he can, and let's just say he's not, you know, we all believe that he's not going to be a Hall of Famer just because the likelihood of it is is so minimal. But let's just say he's an above-average quarterback. Then they can win. If you put the right pieces around him, they can win. You can win with above-average quarterback as long as you have superstars in other areas. You cannot win with an above-average quarterback and a mediocre defense and okay weaponry. Uh, all you're going to do is find yourself at eight and nine and nine and eight every year and drafting in the mid pack. And you're, you're just, you know, you're just wash, rinse and repeat, you know, uh, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. Um, the, uh, Ronald says that the NBC people are saying that the jets contingency flew home uh, and the meeting was a, quote, get-to-know-you meeting uh, at the request of Aaron Rodgers. I saw okay. it reported, Bill, that they landed this morning back in New York. Back in New York, yeah. If they stood overnight on his, on his lawn, yeah. 
Yeah, I saw Well, the that. plane landed at 6.40, so maybe it was a, whatever a red eye on a private jet is, it was that. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they just went to dinner real late. They had a couple of fingers of scotch with Aaron. Maybe they tried to woo him on New York time to hanging out late and doing late dinners and, you know, is doing there, all the things that New Yorkers do. Is there any irony here, Bill, of Woody Johnson of Johnson & Johnson being the one to woo Rodgers to the Jets? <laughs> no. Just a, just a hint of irony there? Yeah, no, I uh, I, I think that uh, the the uh, only if he went out there with that uh, that Johnson & Johnson, that, that uh, baby shampoo that doesn't make you cry, I think there would be some irony there, maybe a bottle of that. Aaron should have taken that into the retreat so when he washed his hair and he got some of that stuff in his eye, he was, there was no tears. No more tears, I think, is what they called it. I have no idea. What the hell am I talking about? Who knows? Let's do this. We're going to step out take a quick break. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Skipper Buds reminding you that, uh, well, you look outside today, you see sun. Tomorrow could be uh, could be crap, could be snow, could be all kinds of... Ben, what's it supposed to do in Madison tomorrow? Ugh, it's Is it like end of the world stuff? Snow. A lot. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's every Thursday, Bill. Yep. As I've, every I, Thursday Every night. time I have to drive across the city to do the show at Monk's, it's significant inclement weather. Yep. And not to make it about myself, but I think it's because I angered Mother Nature saying that Phil Longo's offense maybe couldn't work in two feet of snow. <laughs> so here we are. Nice day today, okay. though. Uh, well, there you go. Nice day today. But beyond that, no. Crap. So um, I look at it this way. Um, you, as of right now, uh, it's nice weather out. So if you're starting to dream of, you know, ice off the lake, warmer days, sitting in the bow of a boat, underneath the awning of a pontoon, whatever it happens to be, or maybe you just you already got a boat, you're just looking to get it serviced and summarized, go to our friends at Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. Ask for Todd. He's the GM out there in Pewaukee, and there's uh, there's Ryan in service uh, as well, Kathy as well. Kathy's got my – she's called me like a 1,000 times too, and I haven't returned her phone call yet. I'm a, I'm a terrible person. And I need to, but uh, nevertheless, go to Skipper Buds, and they have new boats rolling in every day. They've got a big inventory of used boats out back. They've got pontoons. They've got cruisers. They've got yachts. Whatever it is you're looking for, they have it all. Again, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. That's our friends at Skipper Buds. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Eric listening to us in Madison. Eric, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Good, Bill. Um, I've, come to a, I've come to a conclusion I'm I'm sick and tired and fed up with all the Aaron Rodgers crap too, but my conclusion is it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault at all. It's my fault and it's sports talk radio's fault <laughs> because they are talking it to death. They talk about it all day yes. long, and I realize they're doing it because they they think that's what's drawing ratings and they think that's what their listeners want to hear, and. It's my fault, too, because I have a job where I listen to talk radio pretty much, sports talk radio pretty much all day long, and so I'm hearing it 
all day long. But if I if I was a normal person who just listened to talk radio for maybe an hour a day or a half hour a day or whatever, I wouldn't be hearing it that much. Aaron Rodgers isn't going around 24-7 or three hours every single day going on everybody's show talking about it. So it's not his fault. No, but he's on McAfee. I mean, he certainly talks about it, and he tells people what to expect, correct? Well, once a week, and I know we want him to make a decision, but but my, my point is he said he'll make a decision when he makes a decision. I'm not saying he's 100% faultless. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if, if, if you're like me and you listen to a ton of sports talk radio, you're hearing it nonstop, and that's a big reason yeah. why you get really sick of it too. You know, I appreciate the phone call. I get it. Um, but, and Zach says, well, he hasn't been on uh, in three weeks. But did he not say he'd be making a decision after he came out of the darkness? Yes. Are we? Uh, he also said he'd make a decision before free agency. Yes. We also know that it is now coming time for teams to start making decisions. I mean, this is, we are getting into, you, you've already started with, um, with franchise tagging. You are now uh, just a few days away from legal tampering. And then next week begins the process of, you know, signing free agents. And teams need to start making decisions. There, It is not just about Aaron Rodgers. There is a trickle-down effect to this. Whether or not teams – let's just say the Jets say, hey, this is it, man. We want all, we want Aaron Rodgers. And if they say Aaron Rodgers not the right fit, not the right guy, doesn't seem to be interested, whatever, or if he still won't make a decision, we got to figure something out. They then have to go make a decision. Say the Jets may say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and go after Lamar Jackson. Woody Johnson wants to do anything and everything he can to get his team better. So now they're in the, uh, the the franchise tag period. So maybe Woody Johnson says, let's go give him $230 million guaranteed. Right? And the, now, now maybe they feel like they've got their quarterback. So then the Baltimore Ravens are now looking for a quarterback. Maybe... Miami is going to think of somebody else for Tua. You know, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many other things that allow a team to make a move. And it says, uh, Ronald says, you cannot, uh, as a team, allow Rodgers to make decisions uh, as he wants to because there are ramifications, I, I, which I agree with. You, ha- you have the business of football. Your team is your team. Brian Goodikins has a job to do. Russ Ball has a job to do. they got to know what kind of money they're working with, what they're not working with. Here comes free agency you know, down the pipeline. Are, are they going to have an extra number one? Are they going to have an extra number two? Are they not? All these different things have to be worked out, and none of it right now, if you're going to say, whenever he does is when he does. Well, none of it's on your timeline, but you have a team to run. That'd be like, you know, you opening up a a business tomorrow and you've got everything in place. You just don't know if you're going to have a salesman to sell your product. You're going to say, well, make your decision. Well, you told him to make his decision, you know, right before you open. But you still have to figure out, well, if he doesn't decide to come to my my store and work for me, I got to have another salesperson. I got to have somebody in place. I got to see if I can't go out and find somebody to fill this fill this particular position, or two people, or three. You know, I was going to pay one guy, you know, two hundred thousand dollars to be my top salesperson, and I've got a couple of other people that are demonstrators, but they're not really salespeople. And I got one guy who might be, but I'm not really sure. So, do I need to go find another guy? Do I want to go out and get a couple more demonstrators to help the other salesperson? I mean, there's many things in a company you have to do. You can't just wait on one person. 
So that's the reason the discussion becomes so prevalent. That and the fact that New York's driving this to a certain extent. It has a lot to do with us here in Green Bay. This is the same stuff everybody went through with Favre. People love talking about it. It's the highest-rated show for everybody that uh, has a talk show. Everybody, it, I mean, it's, it's made its way into the political side of things, right? I still listen every now and then. I'll, I'll be driving around. I'll listen to a, a political talk station, and it'll be like they're talking about the judges' race. They're talking about, you know, Republicans and Democrats and all this and that and Border Patrols and, you know, all the different stuff. And then, oh, by the way, when we come back, Aaron Rodgers, it makes its way into the mainstream. It just does. And if nobody gave two dams about it, you were so sick about it, why is it the number one question everywhere you go? Every I'm sitting last night. I went out with a friend of mine to have a cigar. Not, and I don't know if they knew who I was or not, but I'm sitting at the other end of a place, and I'm listening, and that's all they're talking about. That's all they're talking about. For the last three days, with everything that's gone on, it has been three, short of when the Packers lost the final game against Detroit, it has been three of the highest-rated shows I've ever done. And why? And that I can actually measure in, in the here and the now. And why? It's because everybody wants to know. Everybody's pissed. Everybody's tired of it, which is the reason if Aaron Rodgers leaves, if the Packers go, out can't take it so you know if all of that comes to fruition that's the reason there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna go oh finally the drama is over god get out of here because that's the fatigue everybody's been living with i completely understand it i get it i would much rather be sitting here on a day-to-day -day basis let's talk about position by position by position and talk about what the upgrades and the needs are how much money they have to work with who's available who's not available all the things that are going to get the green bay packers better as you and i both play general manager and then you start to look around the rest of the division what's going to be better about detroit is detroit true or are they not true is chicago going to be any kind of an up-and-comer at any point at all or are they completely just going to be calling falling flat on their face also when you look at uh, what's going on over in minnesota they're they're blowing up their defense their defense sucked that's what cost them ultimately in the postseason this past year okay so what are they going to do are they going to get better are they going to get worse where are they right now and then where do the packers stand in all of this that's the kind of stuff you'd rather be talking about there's a fatigue with aaron Rodgers. there's an irritation with aaron Rodgers. and what the only person that doesn't realize this is aaron Rodgers. right We'll focus on the draft. We'll focus on the player personnel. We'll focus on the money. We'll focus on free agency. All of that is right there. You can see it. It's like a train coming coming in the middle of the night right down the track, and here's the light, and you can see it. It's getting brighter. It's getting brighter. It's getting brighter. It's right there. That's the reason the Packers need to figure out what the hell it is they're doing because the light is right there. Gudikins can see it. He knows. That's my franchise. I have to make a lot of decisions based upon that train coming down the track. I have to figure out the money. I have to figure out the personnel. I have to figure out the needs. I have to figure out who, who who's left to restructure, whether or not we should or we shouldn't. All of that stuff has to be determined. And what are we doing? We're waiting on one guy to make a decision. That's the irritant for a lot of people. 100% Aaron agree. likes his balls very inflated. There you go. Balls and ego. Oh, I have some I have some breaking news in terms of golf telecasts we could get into. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what does Ben Kenny have for us? Oh, maybe we could do it next. Maybe we could tease it. Okay. Okay. Call we that can a do that. tease in the industry. That that good segue.
I like that. So Ben's got a golf tease. And me, I'm going to catch my breath, maybe take a Tylenol, and then we'll be back at it. Okay? Sound good? Hang in there. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Our friends up at the Four Seasons Island Resort and Pine Mountain Resort with uh, the Timberstone uh, Ski and Golf Course. The golf course at Timberstone is fantastic. But if you're looking for a, a getaway, a weekend getaway, if you're looking for a summer vacation, a corporate outing, whatever's upcoming, get a hold of our girl Barb, 715 938 5110. 715 938 5110. Again, 715 938 5110. If you're looking to stay, use the promo code Michaels15. Get 15% off. Michaels15. Tell them you heard it right here on the Bill Michaels Show. But they are hiring and they have paid internships as well. But if you are in the culinary phase and you want uh, to go to a place where they're going to allow you to expand your culinary capabilities, uh, this is the place. They are looking for chefs, they are looking for cooks, they are looking for many different areas uh, of servers. So uh, and it's all for the summer uh, the summer hours because uh, they kind of shut it down a little bit in the winter time they go Thursday Friday Saturday excuse me Friday Saturday Sunday uh, but uh, they open it up come summertime and summertime it's full go seven days a week so they're looking to add to the staff and if you're looking for a a gig a fun place to go to up north and just spend the summer up north on the island or at the mountain. Either way, great places, great places. Get a hold of our girl, Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110, or go to the Four Seasons Wisconsin at gmail.com, the Four Seasons Wisconsin at gmail.com. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. Uh, we got two hours down. we got two more to go. Uh, real quick, we're going to get to Eric. Eric, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I was just wondering um, if there's any news about Aaron Rodgers. Nothing. Not, not Nothing a different. Not a thing. Nothing not different. A, no change. No change from yesterday to today. Um, I, I was watching the other night, or uh, I don't know where I seen it, but they had Harrison Ford on a talk show. And the, the host said, I'll give you $1,000 cash if you can tell me some Star Wars news. And and Harrison Ford said he had a disgusted look on his face, and he and he grabbed the 1000 and he said, yeah, they're thinking about making another one. <laughs> okay. That's it. So, that's it. Nothing right? more. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I think, though, that, Mike, I, just, I mean, Bill, I want to know if, if you feel a little bit hurt about this trip that, that they made out to, to to visit with him and that he, he sat down with him. I think it's kind of a kick in the teeth to all the Packers um, fans, don't you? No, not really, because you knew if, if indeed they're going to be able to, you know, kind of move him on, then you know at some point you're going to have to have him sit down with somebody, right? So, I mean, as, as a Packer, put it this way. It, it, it depends to me as if he really wanted to come back. Does he want to come back to Green Bay or did he want to go somewhere else? Does he want to play, but the Packers are ready to move on from him? I mean, to me, it would be what the dynamic is behind closed doors with him, you know? Appreciate the phone call. 
877-867-1670. Say 877-867-1670. Hang on. Hang on. Two more hours yet to go. You know, you people that complain about the sound, what you don't realize is there are times it cuts out because certain music is playing with just music, and it has to because of copyright. So you can complain all you want to make all your sarcastic jokes, and all I can do is block you, but I've explained it a thousand times on the live stream. Sometimes it just cuts off while music is playing. You just have to. Otherwise, we get into trouble. So you know. There you go. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 